0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. Ben Roberts-Smith was a war hero, Australia's most decorated soldier receiving a Victoria Cross... Now, a court's found in a civil defamation case that newspaper reports that he's a war criminal and murderer, a true. The former SAS soldier took defamation action against three newspapers, the Sydney Morning Herald, The Age and the Canberra Times, after they stated he was involved in the unlawful killing and assault of unarmed prisoners in Afghanistan. Today, defamation expert Jason Bosland on the federal court's ruling... And its wider implications
1: today a federal court judge dismisses the defamation case brought by former soldier ben robert smith
0: decorated war soldier ben robert smith's defamation case has been dismissed by a federal court judge Jason, this is a huge case and it's a big moment for the media for defamation law in this country, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I can't think of a defamation case in recent history which has been uh, so significant. The judgment is a vindication for journalists Nick McKenzie and Chris Masters, who began reporting this difficult and complicated story more than seven years ago.
2: And today is a day of justice. It's a day of justice for those brave men of the SAS who stood up and told the truth about who Ben Robert Smith is, a war criminal, a bully, and a liar.
1: It's not just the actual legal case that's significant here. It's the broader implications of it, I think. So it really is quite extraordinary.
0: Yeah, lasted for five years, more than 100 court days, so it was incredibly lengthy as well. And I want to unpack with you soon the details of this ruling because, in essence, it finds that reports in The Age, the Sydney Morning Herald and the Canberra Times, that Ben Roberts Smith committed war crimes in Afghanistan are substantially true. But to get a better understanding of the significance of that... I think it's good just to look back at who Ben Roberts-Smith is because he was a big deal. He was a hero.
1: Oh, Absolutely. So he served in Afghanistan. He was, you know, considered to be a real war hero, Um, received, you know, the Victoria Cross and um, other significant awards. Mm
2: -hmm. To be presented the Victoria Cross for
0: Australia, Corporal Benjamin Roberts-Smith. He did not fail when mateship and duty called... And though it might easily have cost him his life, he was fully prepared to give it.
1: You know, I just looked across, saw uh, saw my mates getting um, ripped up, uh, and just decided to uh, to move forward.
0: Let's now then, Jason, look at this ruling and at the articles that were printed. Because while Ben Robert Smith was seen as a war hero, that all started to unravel in 2018 when these series of news articles began to be printed. So let's have a look at what the allegations were in those news articles.
1: Sure. So the allegations in the series of articles that were published, there were six articles in total, revolved around three categories. Mm -hmm. The first category being war crimes, including the fact that he was involved in the murder of unarmed and defenceless civilians, Afghan civilians, while serving in Afghanistan, uh, or at least that he was complicit in such conduct.
0: Mr Robert Smith says one of the articles is defamatory because it claims in 2012 that he murdered an unarmed Afghan civilian
1: by kicking... And and there were other allegations around sort of, you know, that he breached um, moral and legal rules of military engagement Mm. while serving as well. So that was sort of a broader allegation that was made. And then there was a second uh, category of allegations which revolved around bullying and his behaviour while serving, particularly um, around his behaviour with his colleagues. Mm -hmm.
2: Witnesses will be alleging in court in the coming days that Ben Robert Smith is a
1: serious bully. And then finally, there were allegations of domestic violence.
0: So, I mean, these are serious allegations. One of them was that Ben Robert Smith kicked an unarmed and handcuffed Afghan villager off a cliff in September 2012 and then ordered another soldier to shoot him. In the matters, Ben Robert Smith and the Age Company... The applicant, while a member
2: of the SASR, murdered an unarmed and defenceless Afghan civilian by kicking him off a cliff and procuring the soldiers under his command to shoot him. Imputation 1
0: when we go to that moral issue that he took a prosthetic leg of someone who he had killed in Afghanistan is
2: so callous and inhumane that he took the prosthetic leg back to Australia and encouraged his soldiers to use it as a novelty beer drinking vessel, imputation six.
0: Okay, so now let's look Jason at what the judge has found. What has he said?
1: Well interestingly, what the judge had to rule on was whether or not those imputations could be defended mm-hmm. by a defence, and in particular, the defence pleaded by, which was mostly relied upon by the, the media, which was the defence of truth.
0: Because this is a defamation case. That's important to remember. It's a civil case,
1: not a criminal case. That's right. So in, in a defamation case, the way it works is that the, the plaintiff puts in their statement of claim what they allege the publication means, mm-hmm. and then it it really turns to the defendant in the case to rely upon a defence um and in this case the defense of truth has been relied upon now as you say it's not it's not a criminal case it's a civil case so when we're talking about proving any matter in a civil case it's on the balance of probabilities mm-hmm. however when it comes to allegations of criminality and serious misconduct burden of establishing that something has been proven to be true on the balance of probabilities is much higher mm-hmm. So it doesn't meet the the criminal standard of beyond reasonable doubt. Yes. It's not tantamount to that. But it certainly isn't the same as, you know, you having to prove the fact that someone didn't put their bins out on a Tuesday night mm. or something relatively, you know, trivial yeah. in comparison. So I think it is extremely significant that the judge here, even though it's a civil case, has found that Ben Robert Smith has engaged in this conduct, in criminal conduct, and, you know, not just relatively minor criminal. Conduct. We're talking about murder here. That, that That's an extraordinary finding, I think.
2: I am satisfied that the respondents have made out a defence of truth. In light of my conclusions, each proceeding must be dismissed.
0: Yeah, so he's found that the claims made in the newspaper articles were substantially true.
1: Yes, most of them. Yes, that's right. Now, I haven't read the judgment. The judgment isn't available yet. So, you know, I can't give you sort of particulars as to why he found that those imputations have been proven true. And I'd be really interested to find out and read about the evidence that was relied upon to reach those conclusions.
0: Okay, but he didn't find that all of the allegations raised by the newspaper were substantially true. So what did he find in other cases?
1: The ones that I, I picked up were the allegations of domestic violence, that, that those uh, weren't proven to be true. With
2: respect to the alleged act of domestic violence and imputations 7 and 8, I'm not satisfied that Person 17's evidence is su- sufficiently reliable to form the basis of a finding that the assault occurred. And that,
1: However, seven there was a defence to those imputations and that was the contextual truth defense. What is that? Now, yeah, it's it's a bit tricky, but the contextual truth defense essentially is a defense whereby if you as a defendant can point to really serious matters in a publication which are true and they affect the reputation of someone, um you are excused from proving the truth of relatively minor allegations if those minor allegations wouldn't further harm the reputation of the mm-hmm. person in light of what you have proven to be true. So the fact that here we've got, you know, allegations of his of serious criminality, murder, you know, misconduct, etc., because those imputations were able to be proven true, the media were excused from having to prove the truth of the domestic violence mm-hmm. allegations because uh, they, they didn't further harm Ben Robert Smith's reputation.
0: As you mentioned, you haven't read the full judgment. That's because it actually hasn't been released. Why is that?
1: Just explain that. So the plan was that there would be an open judgment that was released to the public. Uh, And there was also meant to be a closed judgment. So the closed judgment contained... uh, Information which um, and evidence which um, Justice Bezenko, uh thought would be uh, dangerous in terms of its release um, in terms of national security. So it was a national security concerns there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not all that unusual. What is unusual is that the Commonwealth here intervened uh, and sought a suppression order preventing the publication of the open judgment, the judgment which was meant to be made available to the public, until um, Monday, two o'clock on Monday, in order for them to be able to sit down and work out whether or not there's any national security information which might be contained Mm. in that judgement that shouldn't be made available to the public.
0: Okay, so as you say, that's quite unusual. The journalists who wrote these articles, Nick McKenzie and Chris Masters, they spoke outside the court after the summary of the judgement was released. Today is a day of some small justice for the Afghan victims of Ben Robert Smith. Ali Jan
2: was the man kicked off the
0: clip. It's a huge win for the papers, a huge win for the journalists. And it's a case with huge costs associated, something like $25 million to $35 million in costs. So who's going to pay
1: those? Well, well that's a good question. So, <laughs> so um, there will be a cost hearing whereby the parties will put arguments as to how the costs should be apportioned and uh, Justice Pisenko will have to rule on that. Now, ordinarily in a civil case, the, the costs follow the event so that whoever loses pays the costs, but it's hard to say. It's hard to say on uh, without sort of knowing more.
0: Okay. And Ben Roberts-Smith now has 42 days to lodge an appeal. What comes next for him, do you think?
1: Oh, good question. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, look, uh, I suspect there will be an appeal. I think that that will probably happen. You know, that would Drag this out for another two years. Oh, gosh. So who knows? The other sort of dimension to this is you've got, you know, a judge of a federal court, very well-respected judge, making findings that Ben Robert Smith has done these things, has committed these war crimes. He's found it to the civil standard of proof. It would be very odd, I would have thought, if this is just left hanging, if there was no further action taken. So who knows?
0: Mm, Okay, so this is certainly, though, Jason, a win for public interest... Journalism.
1: It is a win for public interest journalism. It also demonstrates, I suppose, the immense burden of public interest journalism, actually. The journalists here are very well-respected journalists and they have been dragged through this process, this extremely lengthy and costly process. And I think that that cost really relates to the fact that we don't have robust protections for journalists and and media organisations when it comes to defamation. It really reveals, I suppose, the costs and the risks involved in undertaking this type of work and this really important public interest work.
2: I, uh, I think it's a relief for the media, frankly, we are we're, we're so often on our knees, it, it often feels so hard to, to even do ordinary work, let alone work as difficult as this. So uh, this judgement comes as, as, a, as a great relief.
0: Associate Professor Jason Bosland is the Director of the Centre for Media and Communications Law at the Melbourne Law School. Ben Robert Smith is currently under investigation by the Brereton Inquiry into allegations of war crimes by ADF Special Forces. This episode was produced by Veronica App App, Flint Duxfield... And Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. Over the weekend, catch this week with David Lipson. He'll be looking further into the Ben Roberts-Smith ruling. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening.